Hello everybody, my name is Ray. Welcome to the Evangelical Dark Web. Today, we're going to be talking about Alistair Begg and some concerning comments that he made about gay marriage. Now, Alistair Begg, I've never done a video or article on him, but this story came to my desk and it's pretty bad. Like, he's recommending that someone go to a gay wedding. And this is a very unbiblical witness on Alistair Begg's part. I've always heard good things about his ministry especially in YouTube comment sections and such. But this is a very bad thing that he did. And hopefully by exposing it, shining a light on it, leads to some correction. So that's what we're going to be shining a light on today. But first, I want to let you know, Evangelical Dark Web is a Christian news gathering and commentary ministry. You can support our work over at evangelicaldarkweb.org slash join. Linked in the description below. But the least you can do is like this video, subscribe to the channel, or podcast if you're new. So I got sent this story and yeah, it's pretty bad. It does derive from an American reformer article entitled the desperate decay of doctrine in American evangelicalism. And this happened back in September. No one really talked about it then, but I think it's worth talking about, especially as you know, the issue of gay marriage isn't going away and when someone who has such a good reputation compromises like this, that's pretty bad. So the compromise comes in this clip from an interview that he did. Again, it's uh, last year, mid-September, but here, here's the clip. I think every pastor who preaches, every author who writes a book like this comes away thinking, I hope my readers or my listeners will think differently as a result of their interaction with this, will will feel differently and will act differently. As you think about this book and your prayer for this book, what do you hope will be different? How do you hope people will be different after they have read uh, this book and they've meditated on this sermon? Well, first of all, I, you know, I hope that I will be different. Um, the old song that we never sing, you know, it's not my brother, not my sister, but it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. I mean, that, that, is, that is foundationally the case. Um, and so I hope that that would be multiplied. I hope that, that um, our church family, those who choose to uh, read this book, that, we, that it might have an impact among us because learning to say, I'm sorry, learning to say, please forgive me, learning to say, you know, I'm not at my best at the moment, can you come alongside me? Learning to say, yes, I know that these people believe a very different agenda, that their lifestyle is orientated in another direction, and learning to say, but I have no basis upon which I could argue that I would, myself would not be where they are were it not for the amazing grace of God, were it not for his compassion towards me. And in very specific areas, this comes across. I mean, you so I want to pause right here. The context of this recording, it's a podcast interview, is he's doing a interview based on his book, The Christian Manifesto. And already you see a slip of compromise when he talks about orientated. And again, 
that is a compromise. You know, Christians don't believe in sexual orientation because that's a Freudian idea. It's not a biblical idea. It's a pretty anti-biblical idea, if you actually think about it. So you, you see a little bit of compromise, but that, again, a forgivable compromise because no one talks about why it's a compromise. But nonetheless, you see a little bit. You and I know that we field questions all the time that go along the lines of, uh, my grandson is about to be married to a transgender person, and I don't know what to do about this, and I'm calling to ask you to tell me what to do, which is a huge responsibility. And in a conversation like that just a few days ago, um, and uh, people may not like this answer, but I I asked the grandmother, does your grandson understand your Uh, belief in Jesus. Yes. Does your grandson understand that your belief in Jesus makes it such that you can't countenance uh, in any affirming way the choices that he has made in life? Yes. I said, well, then, okay, as long as he knows that, then I suggest that you do go to the ceremony, Mm -hmm. and I suggest that you buy them a gift. Oh, she said, what? She was caught off guard. I said, well, here's the thing. you're not going to, your your love for them may catch them off guard, but your absence will simply reinforce the fact that they said these people are what I always thought, judgmental, critical, unprepared Mm -hmm. to countenance anything. And it is a fancy, it is a fine line, isn't it? It really is. And people need to work out their own salvation with fear and trembling. But I think we're going to take that risk. We're going to have to take that risk a lot more if we want to build bridges into the hearts and lives of those who don't understand Jesus and and don't understand that he is a king. John tells us he will. So that is a seriously compromised answer that he gave to that grandmother whose grandson is a homosexual, you know, and marrying a troon is like the most gay thing you can do. Like, if you think about how the mechanics of that will work on the honeymoon, you're literally sticking your pee-pee in another dude's pee-pee. There's nothing gayer than that. So she's going to a gay wedding which is in and of itself a participation in the sin. She is approving of it. There's no way to go to a gay wedding and not approve of the sin. That Your presence is the approval. You giving them a gift on top of that is the approval. Now, Russell Moore, here, here's the thing about how compromised his answer is, is that Russell Moore of Christianity Today, which I call Compromise Today, uh, formerly of the ERLC, the guy who wrote Jesus Has AIDS, yes, the gay kind, said he would not go to a gay wedding, but he would go to a gay wedding reception, which is the celebration of the gay wedding. So he would go to that but he wouldn't go to the wedding ceremony. So Russell Moore's answer is less compromised than Alistair Begg's answer. That's a problem. That's really bad. So that needs to be pointed out. There's just no way around it. You are participating passively in the sin of homosexuality by going to a gay wedding. And that he told a grandmother to go to her grandson's gay wedding It's like, oh, do you know that, does he know that you're a Christian? Then go. 
It's like, what? He will he won't think your that your faith is serious if you go. He'll know that your faith is serious if you're not there. That's how he'll know your faith is serious. So this is a, you know, basically a heart check that if you go to a gay wedding, you're not a serious Christian. And Jesus said that he came to divide households. So these are the types of things that Christians need to realize. These are the types of things that Christians need to be prepared to say no to. No reason that a Christian should be going to a gay wedding. And because that is an affirmation of sin. That's what the whole wedding ceremony is about. And that's what your attendance is there to do. Unless you're yelling, I object. You're basically approving of it. So that's what I got to say about that. My name is Ray. This is the Evangelical Dark Web. If you like this content, subscribe to the channel if you're new. Otherwise, have a blessed day and we will catch you on the next one.